The Hawks keep it close in Beantown, but fall to the Celtics. We'll talk about it all right here, right now on the Hawks Beat Podcast. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks, plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their claw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Edub, taking you on another journey of Atlanta Hawks basketball. And tonight, the Atlanta Hawks were in Beantown playing them daggum Boston Celtics. <laughs> Unfortunately, Hawks come out with an L tonight. Uh, 125 to 117, a a hard-fought battle, uh, I, I would say, um, being that the Hawks were down two starters. But we'll get into the game in a little bit. But um, I want to welcome you into the podcast. If this is your f- first time in, welcome, welcome. Uh, my name is Edub, and we talk Atlanta Hawks basketball here. So thank you for checking this out. And uh, we would love for you to subscribe and connect so connect with us on our social media platforms and subscribe to the podcast. And that would make us very happy if you did that. <laughs> also, um, we would love for you to give us a um, a five-star rating. We would greatly appreciate that, you know. So if you can do all those things, that would be very, very awesome. All right. So let's get into this game, man. Um well, first things first, a little bit of housekeeping. I'm sorry. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. I didn't pod the other day, but it was announced, I believe it was yesterday, that Trey Young will indeed be a a fill-in for the All-Star game. And uh, him and, uh, oh, shoot, I forget the other kid's name, but this is the Hawks podcast, so we're talking about Trey Young. <laughs> uh, Trey, makes the, <laughs> Trey makes the team. Um, as a result of Joel Embiid being out and, um, I forget the other guy who was out too as well. So my mind is kind of scrambled, but Trey's going to make the team. And, uh, I, I was at the press conference, um, a night or two ago when Jamelia asked him if he was going to go, if he was selected, he would say, yeah, because he's going to represent the Hawks and to represent the fans and all of those people who voted for him, you know. And I thought that was a stand-up move because he's a better man than me. (laughs) I would have told y'all what y'all could do with that All-Star game. I would be like, man, kiss my butt. I'm going somewhere, to, you know, somewhere tropical, you know what I mean, to take my mind off the game for a little bit and to have a true break. I'm going to come down here to play no glorified YMCA game, especially when y'all ain't want me in the game in the beginning. You know what I mean? Like, he's a better man than me. Let me just say that, you know. So, kudos to Trey for making the trip. 
and uh, making the team. And uh, yeah, that's the news on Trey Young. Um, going into tonight's game, uh, it was announced, I think, a little bit, an hour or so before the game, that DeAndre Hunter, not DeAndre Hunter, DeJounte Murray had some lower back tightness. Um, as you know, the Hawks are already down without Clint Capella. So tonight, Hawks went with their starting lineup of Trey and Bogey, Sadiq, Jalen, and Onyeka. And I will say this. Being that you played the Boston Celtics, who are one of the league's best team, one of the league's best teams, um, I thought the Hawks had a good showing. I thought it was a ha- it had a good showing. But I will say this. I don't think that that's something that Hawks fans can continue to hang their hat on, right? I think this is what happens. And I don't want to get ahead of myself and give the takeaways before I go into the game. But the Hawks have been playing so bad this season that uh, fans are almost like, well, shoot, at least they're playing better. (laughs) It's like they're looking for something to grasp onto. And the fact that they played the Clippers, who are the best team in the West, played them very well, played them very well, but they lost. And then you play the best team in the East. You play them very well. But you lost. Right? So do you see where I'm getting at? It's got to become a point where you have to not be satisfied or not be okay with, well, they played well. They played better. Nah. I mean, and, and this is not me trying to pour salt on the wound. I'm just giving you a realistic perspective of, it's got to be better. Like, it's got to be better. And that should just let you know that you just have to be better. You need to have a better team. And whatever that takes, whatever that means to you, I mean, it's clear. It like It's clear that this team just needs to be better. It needs to be shaken up. And to be completely honest with you, I don't think it's going to happen by the deadline, (laughs) if I can be honest with you. Trade deadline is tomorrow, I think, at 2 o'clock. It may be at 4 o'clock. I'm not sure. Maybe 2. I'll double check on that. But, you know, all the rumors around DeJounte Murray have gone kind of quiet. I I I think tomorrow's actually going to be a quiet NBA trade deadline. I think it's going to be relatively quiet, to be honest with you. Um, and that's just kind of my opinion. I think that there are a lot of teams kind of gun shy. There's a lot of teams that want uh, capital for some of these salaries, for some of these players. And I just I just don't see a lot of movement tomorrow. I really don't, you know. But one thing is clear. This Hawks team needs a shakeup. It needs a shakeup. And we can argue and agree and disagree on certain moves. But the reality is, last year, this was a 500 ball club. And this year, they're below 500, you know, 22 and 29. So, uh, yes, they did play good against the top two teams in the league. But it's gonna it has to come a point where you got to win some of these games, you know. Got to win some of these games. But tonight, in Beantown, taking on the Boston Celtics. And one thing is for sure, I really love the energy coming out the gate. Uh, 
they showed that they weren't scared. Trey Young with a quick 11 in that first quarter. And um, I'm not even so much about, like, the stats in the first quarter. I'm really about that energy. Like, the energy is more important to me than even when I look at a stat sheet. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not good at, like, metrics and numbers and stuff. I'm like, look, what do I see? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I break down a game. What do I see? Like, what's the nuance of the game? How are they, are, are what, what are they doing on defense? Like, are they running back? I look at those types of things. Those types of things aren't always showing up on the stat sheet. But, hey, a quick 11 points is a quick 11 points. You know what I mean? So, I thought Trey had an opportunity to really throw a big number tonight, especially when he gets going like that. I'm like, look, he's out here. There's no DJ, you know what I mean? Like, it would be a perfect night to throw a big number at them. Secondly, Sadiq Bey appeared to be out of his shooting slump because he was also in double figures in that first quarter. And I was like, okay, wouldn't this be a great night for Sadiq Bey to really break out, break out out of his shooting slump, you know? Four for five in that first quarter, knock down two threes. Yo, like... I ain't seen a quarter like that from Sadiq in a minute, you know? And so it was just good to see him, you know, coming out of that streak a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's been in that streak for a long time. He's been that that slump, I mean, not that streak. He's been in that slump for a long time. And just to see him continue to battle, continue to shoot, is just a credit for the kid. You know what I mean? You, you got you to gotta tip your cap to him. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But um, second quarter was kind of more the same. Trey kind of slowed down a little bit. I think in the second quarter is when Trey hurt his hand. So um, there was a moment it looked like Trey appeared to hurt his hand. And I don't know if it was the second quarter or third quarter. I didn't didn't really write it down. I think it was the second quarter because uh, he goes for 11 in the first quarter. Four points in the second quarter. And he ends up, and and I think he only scored like five points in the second half. And like, that could be the podcast. To be honest with y'all, that could be the podcast. You're not going to win if Trey Young only scores five points in a half. You're just simply not going to win. But I will say this, despite him only having five points in the second half, the Hawks still had a chance to grab and steal this game. They were up, the Celtics were up by five, with one minute left in the game. One minute left. Hawks do some ball movement. They get Sadiq Bay on a clear, clear, clear shot from the corner. Shot from the corner. Sadiq, guess he tightened up a little bit. <laughs> That's a that's a pressure shot, man. Guess he tightened up a little bit, fell a little bit short. Yeah, I mean, they come down, they get the ball. So instead of going 
only down by two. They come back and sink a three. So now you go from two to eight. <laughs> Quinn was like, time out. <laughs> and that was a huge swing in the final minute of the game. Um, I thought Atlanta shot the ball fairly decent for this game, in the, well, at least in the first half. First half into the third. Uh, the third is when you kind of saw you kind of saw that te- that trajectory uh, just go down. Like they just didn't make shots, especially in that third quarter. But here's the thing: Boston, Boston makes some dumb plays. Like I don't know. That's why I just I'm just not sold on Boston as of yet. I know Philly's got the thing with Embiid. Milwaukee's got defensive issues, but Boston should be like the clear cut team. But I'm just not sold because they do such dumb stuff on offense. They really do dumb stuff on offense. And so even though the Hawks shot 20% from three-point land, they shot 8-24 from the field, only scored 23 points in the quarter. The Celtics only scored 24. Like, they shot better, but, like, it was just, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I, I'm not a believer of the Celtics. And let me preface my saying by saying this. If you are new to the pod, I don't like the Celtics. I don't like them. I never have, and I never will. It's always going to be F the Celtics every single time from now to the casket drops. The Celtics and the Knicks. Neither one of them teams, I don't have any love for. Everybody else, I can kind of stomach, except for those two teams. I'm not going to go into the history, but my opinions may be a little biased when it comes to the Celtics and the Knicks, and I'm going to fully own that. With that being said, I don't think that the Celtics took advantage of that third quarter like they probably should have, even though the Hawks weren't shooting too terribly. And so you're going into the fourth quarter only down by five. Again, like I just mentioned, the Hawks had up until that last minute to really take advantage and, and, and you know, steal this game. But in the end, the second half, it was just Boston just making better shot, making more shots, shooting better in that second half. Four points better in the, in the half. Like, that's all you really had to be, you know. And they were. You know, I thought Derek White played a, a phenomenal second half of the game. He finished with uh, 15 points in that second half. Jalen Brown didn't even score in the second half. Jalen Brown does some dumb stuff. And for a guy that's making like a quarter of a billion dollars, like, I don't know, man. Al Horford's still out there getting buckets. Like, it was just a lot, man. It's, <laughs> it was a lot. Shout out to Al Horford. Uh, Brad uh, sent out this tweet about how when uh, he said something about uh, Al Horford and, and the Hawks not wanting to pay Al Horford in that fifth year. And Al is still playing basketball like a decade later. <laughs> It was the funniest thing because I remember like the conversation Hawks Twitter was was uh, man. It, it was going back and forth on Brother Al, man. Like, nah, we should give him the money. Nah, we didn't give Al no money. He's getting old. And uh, Brad sent out a tweet. Let me go back and let me see if I can find it. And shout out to my guy, Brad. BT Rolling, Brad Rolling, man. Does an amazing job. On Locked On Hawks. Just a great guy. He said. He posted his tweet. He said. It's my favorite tweet from that summer. Talk about Al Horford. Somebody said. I completely respect 
everyone's opinion. But Brad seems to be the type of guy that watches everything on ESPN and regurgitate what he hears. Reading the comments on the offseason, Brad has brainwashed many people into thinking the Howard move is an incredibly bad move. But not only do the sports talk ATL writers believe it, it was the right move, but many NBA experts also do. <laughs> Shut up to sports talk ATL for catching the strays on that one. Uh, it was excellent, man. It was excellent. Brad said, hey, I don't think the Dwight Howard move was the best. And I remember him saying it, you know. And I was just like, I mean, when Brad came, I mean, when, when Dwight came, I was just like, I don't know about this, Holmes. I had my thoughts about it. And we all know how the Dwight, Her D Dwight Howard era ended, began and ended in Atlanta. Shout out to Dwight. Cool dude. One of the funniest locker room guys ever. Like, one of the funniest locker room guys ever, man. But, yeah. Um, tonight was just, you just ran out of bullets. You didn't have enough bullets. And you can't have your star score five points in the second half. Period. Like, you can't. I'm not I'm not going to go. I'm not going to beat this horse to death. I'm not going to. You know. Uh, I, I think that Trey's hand was bothering him in that second half. I will never, like... I mean, he, Trey, I, I will say this. Trey will never say, yeah, I was injured. He'll never say that. But, like, it was obvious something wasn't right. Five points in the second half, six assists. Like, he was still out there battling. Like, he was still out there battling. He led everyone in minutes in that second half. Like, he was battling. Trey is a tough guy. But he's also a little guy, you know. And I, and I will say this in a in a macro sense that it is hard. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. It is so hard to win a championship when your best player is the size of Trey Young. I'm gonna say that again. Like, and, and this is not dispersion or not saying that they'll never win with Trey. I am just saying. That it is super, super hard to win a NBA championship when your best player is the size of Trey Young. It's just, it just doesn't happen. You know how many times it's happened? Twice. Isaiah Lord Thomas. He's the only one. He is the only one. You could possibly throw Steph Curry in there. But Steph is a little bit, I believe Steph is a little bit taller than Trey. Like, Trey is, Steph is listed as 6'2". All right, so I'll throw Steph in there. So it's happened more than twice. Isaiah's got the two rings. Steph has what? I think four rings. But two of those rings he got with KD. And I would dare say. That he was not the best player on those teams. He was just not. KD was a killer. He was a killer. So, when you look at history, like, it's just hard. And so, you know, and, and, and again, this is not me not disparaging Trey Young. I'm just saying that it's super hard for someone of that size to lead your, your team to a championship. Which means he's going to need some help at some place, sometime. And personally, I don't think that help is DeJounte Murray. Do I think DeJounte Murray is a good player? Yes. 
Do I think him and Trey fit good? No. I just don't. I just don't. Sometimes they do, but they don't. I, I just don't think. Ultimately, they don't. I don't think they have enough. Uh, I don't know. And, I, and I've said this before. If you're new to the podcast, I've said this before. My position on DeJounte and Trey is if you keep DeJounte past the deadline, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. But do I think ultimately this duo will pay off dividends? No, I don't. I think you'll see glimpses. You'll be like, oh, man, this was good. Like we saw like last week, maybe even the week before, when they strung together a couple of wins. But I think DeJounte Murray is a starting point guard in the NBA. And the Hawks have a starting point guard in the NBA, and his name is Trey Young. So... Go out and get you a natural two guard. Go get you a natural two guard. You know, uh, get you a natural two guard and get you a big that can ping a pop. And if we're doing some shopping, get you some perimeter defenders. <laughs> I don't know where you're going to find these guys because here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. And I need you to listen to me closely. If they're good perimeter defenders, teams aren't trying to get rid of them. Let me say that again. If they're good perimeter defenders, teams are not trying to get rid of them. So just kind of think about that. When, you know, the wish list is always easy to make a wish list. It's easy to make a wish list. But the reality is it's hard to make these things happen. So what do I think the trade deadline will look for the Hawks? I think it'll be... Uh, relatively quiet. I don't think uh, you'll see any big moves. They may, I don't know. I, I see if they do do something, maybe they move AJ for some picks. Uh, shoot, I, I doubt they'll even get off of Clint or DeAndre. You know, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think so. I could be wrong, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, tomorrow, um, we might do, we'll probably do a pod tomorrow. We'll do a pod tomorrow. Um, it'll be later that evening because my kids have a basketball game. So that is what that will be. But tonight Hawks fall to the Boston Celtics, um, a valiant effort. But again, this is just another game that proves that the Hawks have to get better. They got to get better. Even though you're down two starters, uh, you just got to get better, man. You got to get better depth. You got to get better in every facet of the game. So, um, by no means, I'm not going to poo-poo on this team, uh, not on their effort. The effort was there. Like, I think Quinn is getting a lot out of the guys that he has. He just needs better guys. <laughs> he needs better guys. So what does the future or, or, or the week ahead look like for the Hawks going into the weekend? So um, they have uh, a day off, which is a travel day, and then they go to Philly. Um, they play Philly in... Uh, in Philadelphia, and then they have a back-to-back. So they play Philly on Friday, and then they are back home here taking on the Houston Rockets. So uh, Philly is going to look a whole lot different without Joel Embiid, but, you know, they still got Maxi and they still got guys who are who are uh, who can still make some moves. You know, Maxi will throw a 50-burger at you if you let him. You know what I mean? Houston's got those guys, and uh, they're a tough team. So it's going to be interesting to see how these next two games shake out. But 
hopefully they'll have DJ back soon. Uh, and I know Capella is going to be out for a little bit longer. So, um, but on the bright side, if Bay is coming out of his shooting his shooting slump, uh, DeAndre Hunter is starting to look like he's getting his legs underneath him, which is nothing but a plus. Then you're just going to roll the dice with what you got. And it seems like that is probably where they're headed. So, I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, we're going to put a bow in this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to what we had to say. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Make sure to connect, subscribe, and rate podcast show us some love we would greatly appreciate it um yeah like we always say man god is good all the time and all the time god is good so if you don't know him you need to find him show him some love because that is all he is showing you l-o-v-e love we out peace Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.